What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. the Penguin Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, 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 Geek Vibes Nation, to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. I am your host, Juwan. I was going to say I am your host as always, but there's been times I haven't been on here. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Yeah, I, I hosted one time. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I didn't want to be selfish and be like, I am your host all the time. And it's like, no, that's that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> as usual, you could say, as usual. Yeah, yeah, usually. As usual, I'll say that, as per usual. Um, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live, titled Hulu Looks to Offend and Defend. Uh, we will be getting Ooh. into why I chose that name, um, and it's a very fun topic, so obviously stay tuned for that. But let me introduce our amazing panelists. Let's start with Nick. What's going on, Nick? What up, dude? I'm just fucking chilling. Uh, been waiting for this show since I woke up at, like, I don't know, like 11. Like, I slept in late today, and it was super nice, super easygoing Saturday, and just been uh, been waiting for the show. Like, just excited about it. We got a lot of great topics, and uh, one that I'm really excited about. Absolutely, and <laughs> it's my fault that we didn't get to it two weeks ago when we should have, hey, but... but- but the fact that we didn't get get it to it two weeks ago means we got another awesome casting uh, to talk about. So hey, absolutely, the, the, the timing was not poor. Right, it all worked out. Um, we are also joined by our amazing host of our hit show top ten, Tia. What's going on, Tia? Hey, hey guys, how are you? Um, now that Nick said that he slept in until 11, I feel kind of, like, sad because I slept in until 9, and that's late for me. So I had a <laughs> wonderful sleep in this Saturday morning. <laughs> hey, well, yeah. I, I normally wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. Um, I went out with a friend last night and, and uh, kind of did the town, if you will. Um, and, yeah, so, like, I, I I needed the extra sleep. But, like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, nine is is, is my average, uh, if you will, uh, weekend sleep tilt time, if not earlier. Well, as the resident child of this show, uh, on a usual <laughs> Saturday, I would still not be up. I would still be in bed. So, you know, uh, oh everything, I guess, works out the way it should be. Um, <laughs> we are last but not least joined by if Kalen if Kanan so I don't know why I said Kalen if Kanan is the most silent man in America, Joel definitely is the most busiest man in America. Uh, Joel, what's going on, buddy? 
<laughs> what is good? And now that we're talking about sleeping schedules, in my younger days, I definitely used to sleep until like noon, and I miss them greatly. I really do. <laughs> That's what having a child say, will do for you. Joel. I was just about to say that. You saw that right out of my mouth. I was going to say, having a kid, that that's not even remotely possible anymore. Um, <laughs> We're talking like three years ago, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my three o'clock doesn't sound as bad knowing that Joel, if he could, would still be in bed. Um, right, oh, yeah. To, um, Let's get into the show. Let's start with the tra- uh, some trailer talk. We had a trailer at the Grammy of all places. Huge shout out to Childish Gambino bringing home a couple of awards yes. well deserved. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, make sure you guys like look out for his album that we'll be dropping this year. He already has a single coming, so and it sounds amazing. So stay tuned for that. Good. But anyway, good to hear. Um, yeah, no, that single is bananas. Uh, I'll send you guys the the link so you guys can hear it, but. Anyway, oh, yeah. we got a trailer of Aladdin at the Grammys, um, which I think was uh, well done. Well done for them. Uh, you not doing it at the Super Bowl, taking advantage of the Grammys was, was crucial. Only issue is no one really watches the Grammys anymore. The yeah. Oscars yeah. is kind of where, where you would have dropped that. But, you know, nonetheless, it was still a really good marketing ploy. Uh, well, let me say ploy, marketing tactic to drop it during the Grammys. And we got it. We got a, a better look at the movie, a better look at the cast. Um, and we ended with a better look of The Rock. Not The Rock, geez. Sorry, Dane got that in my head. Uh, <laughs> Will Smith. Sorry. Of Will Smith as the genie. And as he promised before when the photo, uh, the official photo dropped of him obviously not being blue, he promised us we would see him blue. Thank you. Um, and he kept his promise, and we got our first official look at it. Tia, I will start with you. What were your thoughts on seeing, I guess, the official trailer? Because the first one was a teaser. So the official first trailer of Aladdin. You know, the thing is, I, I, and I'll be a little honest here, I, I'm really not that excited for it, which is sad. I should be. For the Lion King, I love Disney movies. Um, when we did the top ten last week, we did top ten '90s movie, and Aladdin was literally put at number ten. I've seen Aladdin on Broadway. My point is, I love this story. It's a great story, and just for some reason, even though it looks visually stunning, it really looks like they're going to follow the traditional storyline. We're going to get amazing costumes. I love that we're diving into this uh, culture, and I did like that we got to see Will Smith as the blue genie. It was a little little freaky, I want to say, and I do have to say I have some people who are questioning why Will Smith is the genie, which I don't get that because, if anything, I think that he's a great choice to be the genie. I guess just seeing him blue and a little superimposed was a little strange to me, but I'll get over it. I don't know why right now I'm just not super excited for the movie. They could completely change my mind and wow me. Um, as far as the first look, I, I will say, again, I like the costumes. I like uh, the visuals. I like that it's a recognizable plot. But as of right now, I'm still not 100% sold on the movie just based off of what we've seen so far. 
Yeah, I don't. I I, I can completely see where you're coming from. Uh, Aladdin, uh, as I was growing up, is between Aladdin and Mulan was my mom's favorite uh, Disney animated movies. So like those well, were on loop. Uh, well, your your mom, your mom and I would be great friends because Mulan is like my favorite Disney movie of all time. So that being yeah. said, go on. <laughs> no, a- absolutely. She loved Mulan. I would even maybe argue that she, uh, you know, she um, she loves Mulan more. Um, you know, so those movies were on loop. I will say I was a bigger fan of the second one more so than the first one, but not by a wide margin. I just appreciated Aladdin 2 a lot more because of my what? own personal issues. Um, relax, He's a baby. Leave him alone. He's a baby. I didn't say anything was wrong with the first Aladdin. I just said I appreciated the second one a little more. Relax. He was that too young relax. for the first one. That is one. crazy talk. Relax. No, no, no. He was so too crazy. young. He doesn't know better. The second one was young. It good. came out a few years after I was relaxed. I didn't say exactly. like that's the like saying you like Lion King two more than Lion King, bro. Like that's fucking again. Relax, relax, relax. Starting they were born the same year, Aladdin and him. Anyway, jeez, you would have thought I said the first one was trash. Relax. All right, so no, anyway, well that's have. my not point. Even, that's not not even what I'm saying at all. Just like the fact that anybody likes Aladdin two more than Aladdin, like it's just. I said from my, my own to hear that from anybody much more huge ones. My own personal three. My own that's personal like reasons is why. That's like I being have. like Predator Two is better than Predator. Like, no. I'm sure what? someone thinks that. I'm sure someone thinks that. I'm sure someone some probably like, do. Some idiot. I'm one of those weird people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm one of those weird people that there. prefer. I'm one of those weird people that prefer Godfather One over the second one. I thought Godfather One was a better movie than the yeah, second one. So I mean Yeah, but that's a lot of because they're both like fucking apex movies. Like Yeah, yeah. but I don't think the <laughs> like, second Aladdin was bad. So me saying I like yeah. it shouldn't be crazy. I didn't think it was it bad. wasn't great. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to the point I was trying to make was I don't I don't completely disagree with the point that, that you made, Tia. I, I, I'll say this. I wasn't looking forward to this movie before we got a teaser trailer or a trailer or anything. So I've remained somewhat consistent. Um, what bothered me of this trailer, um, and again, I knew of the casting, obviously, when it first happened, but just seeing Jasmine uh, just really bothered me. And what was funny was, like, you know, again, me saying my mom really loved Aladdin, when I told her, like, seeing the, the skin complexion of Jasmine kind of bothered me a little bit, my mom's re- reaction was, why? Wasn't Jasmine always white? And I was like, all right, so you obviously never saw the animated movie because, no, <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> like, she was not, not even remotely close. Um, but, again, I, can, I, I get it. I get it. You casted her. We had plenty of time to get over it. But seeing it still visually bothers me. But the world itself looked amazing. Um, you know, the palaces looked as, as, as accurate as, as humanly possible. Obviously, you can't get exactly like the animated movie. Um, a quick shot that we got that I really appreciated was seeing, I can't remember, her tiger. I wanted to say Iago, but I don't think that's right. The name of her tiger. Um, wow, seeing right. him walk. Okay, thank you. Seeing him walk down the stairs that with her, I thought. Her. You're no longer allowed to it talk is, about it. It is. It is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
seeing the uh, seeing him walk down the stairs with her, I thought was like super badass. I thought it was a really cool shot. Um, the Will Smith thing didn't really bother me. Will Smith to me is a really comical guy, so hearing him be funny as the genie is something to look forward to. Um, I just wish everyone who's like really upset about him being the genie, I would kind of like your reasoning for him for you not liking it to not be based off Robin Williams, because it's like. Robin Williams can't still be Genie. Like, he just still can't. So someone else was going to always be Genie. Like, this is not news that Will Smith is Genie and that he looks the way that he looks. Um, I don't really know the way people thought he was going to look. Um, but I think Will Smith is, is going to do a pretty pretty good job as Genie. Like I said, he, he's funny. He's really funny. Um, so the comical aspect of Genie, I think, will be uh, he'll be able to hit on. But Outside of that, I didn't really have an issue with anything else. Uh, it was the Jasmine thing that was really my biggest issue. And uh, the fact that Will Smith did, to be on the funny side, he did kind of look like he, he belonged in, like, Avatar, like the, the, the movie Avatar with all those blue people. It, it looked really weird. But, uh, but, uh, but I said want... enough. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tia. What did you say? I'm sorry. Just not to take time away from everyone, anyone else, but just, small things I wanted to say is with Will Smith, I think he is going to do a good job. I think that maybe, just maybe what they should have done was maybe make it a little bit more animated, not cartoony look because uh, we don't need the whole Roger Rabbit type thing, but maybe just not really put his face on it, just have him voice the genie. I don't know. I would kind of prefer that a little more. And I would say this, and this is kind of really like not a big deal, but a little bit of a big deal. Jafar is like super good looking and like super young. And I feel like they should have gotten (laughs) a like uh, older guy to play him. He's supposed to be evil. He's supposed to be the bad guy. He's got a pretty boy voice too. Yeah. Yeah, I have people walking in there and be like, oh, well, screw Aladdin, Jafar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I will say. I will say I originally thought, like, Ben Kingsley would have been, like, an amazing Jafar. Yes. Um, but they wanted to go the route of young. Cultural appropriation. So, uh, you can't do that anymore. No, yeah, I get it. I completely he's get white. it. I get it. <laughs> I, I, get it. Yeah, I get it. He's real white. <laughs> um, that was originally the, no longer, the route I was going to go. I was going to go for it. But I will say your comment, uh, Tia, on as far as the, the animation not really going his face, I would have had an issue with it if I hadn't seen Jungle Book and the way the Lion King looks, because they're, they're, they're all going for more real, a more realistic look. Like the Jungle Book has animals. They look just like real animals, like an animal you could go out and see like right now. It didn't look animated at all. Lion King, they look just like, yeah, they look just like a lion that you could go out and see right now. So like they've tried to stay as far away from, this is the closest, somewhat animation that they've had since they started the these Disney uh, like movies. Um, Dumbo, I guess if you want to go the route of that, still looks like a real elephant. I mean, obviously he has the flying mm-hmm. ears or whatever, but he looks like a real elephant. He doesn't look animated at right. all. So right. they've been real consistent with that. So that's the only reason why seeing Will Smith's face on Genie doesn't really bother me because it would be different from what they've been what they've already established, which is as real as possible. Um... But uh, sorry, Nick. Sorry, I've talked enough. I'm sorry. Uh, your <laughs> thoughts on the uh, the Aladdin trailer? No, I liked it. It was um, 
it, it still didn't blow me away, and I, I'm, like, waiting for the trailer that will blow me away because, I mean, as we talked about maybe six weeks ago-ish, um, I, like, I I think you, me, Dane, and Joel, um, like, I posed the question, like, what are you, which movie are you more excited for, Aladdin or Lion King? And I was the only one who said Aladdin. Um, like, and not to say that none of y'all, like, we're all excited for both of the movies. Um, but like, I'm just like, Aladdin is, is my Disney movie. It is like, like, I love the Lion King, but like Aladdin was, Aladdin was the first movie that I ever saw in theaters. Um, like that, like it, it, it is a part of my life. It is, um, uh, so much, uh, it, it, it is my second favorite Disney movie only behind Robin Hood. Um, and it, it, it's, it, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Robin Hood's my favorite. Like, uh, no, 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 no. Actually it's my third favorite. Jungle book is my favorite. Then Robin Hood, uh, then Aladdin. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, I, I love Aladdin. It's my, by, by far my favorite, um, Disney movie of the era. Um, and, and Lion King would be forced, like it would be right after, um, but, uh, I really, I, I wasn't blown away by it, but I liked it. I, like you guys said, I thought the visuals were great. Um, the Jafar thing really bothered me. I'm, I'm glad like Tia kind of teed that up for me, if you will. Um, because it, it, like, he does not sound menacing at all, like, his his like whole voice like, it, it kind of reminded me of like the same feeling that I got when we um when we saw um our DCEU Lex Luthor um and Jesse Eisenberg like um like playing that character it kind of reminded me of the same thing like they wanted to go with a more like scheming um you know not necessarily like physically intimidating or vocally intimidating um, character, and it just doesn't fit for me. I hope when I see the movie, um, it's not the same as when I saw BBS, and I was like, wow, like, dude, that's, that does not work. <laughs> like, you, like, I, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, but, like, it just didn't work for me. Um, so I, that concerns me more than anything else. Um, but I definitely love the scene – where you know Jasmine's walking down the steps, got Raja on the uh, on her left, and then um, somebody else on her right. Um, that was super cool looking to me. Um, the the genie, I kind of agree with Tia, not to the sense that they should like it should be a, like a totally animated face, but uh, like I don't mind Will Smith's face being there, but I there's and I can't place it, but there is something that I'm just like doesn't quite click with me as far as the juxtaposition of the face via the um the cgi like construction like i I, i'm not sure what it is um but i do think i'm hoping they can maybe fix that or maybe just seeing more of it throughout the movie it won't be as jarring um but i i do kind of agree with her there like there that there just seems to be something that's just a little off, like not crazy off. It's not like Henry Cavill's fucking mustache off, um, but it's it's a, just slightly jarring. 
Um, and so I'm hoping they can fix that. Uh, but overall, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I hope that their second trailer, which is generally speaking your biggest trailer, like you have your first trailer, your second trailer is like your biggest, and then you have a third that's just like, oh, yeah, like here's a reminder. This movie is coming out. Like, you know, we'll give you a little more. Um, but I'm hoping the second trailer will really wow me because that's what I'm waiting on. Yeah, I will say to the point of UMT about the, the animate, or not necessarily the animation, because that wasn't necessarily a good point, just using, like, his exact face. Um, it seems like, and I could be completely wrong, but I thought I saw a photo uh, from Entertainment Weekly of Will Smith in, oh, no, obviously on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, sorry. Um, Will Smith, like, not blue. So if right. in any part of this movie you have Will Smith looking like Will Smith and not necessarily being the big, huge genie, sure. then I assume that is the reason why his genie face looks just like him is because they needed to justify yeah, him being in, in human form. Right, and that's fine with me. Like I, like I said, I don't mind his face being there. There is something about the way it's all tied together. And like I said, I can't quite place what it is, but it's just slightly jarring. Like, Something there's something there that's not adding up, um, and like I said, maybe just seeing it more, um, at, like throughout the movie and not just in one like two second scene, um, will you know fix that for me. Um, I'm not I I, I don't know, um, but there there is something there that is just a little jarring. I just I don't I don't think that I think you should definitely have Wilson's face on it. I mean. Why are you paying Will Smith if you're not going to put his face on it? Um, but yeah. nevertheless, like I, I do think um, that it's just, something about it doesn't quite add up. Well, before I pass it to Joel, you being a really huge Aladdin fan, I want to ask you this, Nick. What is the one thing they definitively have to have in this movie from the uh, the animated movie? Oh, God. Um one thing you're putting me on the spot here. Um, you know what? My honestly, my favorite song from Aladdin is uh, the um, uh, "One Jump Ahead of the Midman." Da 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 da. Yeah, like that is probably my favorite song from the whole movie. So I really hope they have it. I don't know how you would fit it, um, but like that that song. Like, and there are so many great songs from that movie. Um, but that song is so awesome. Like it's just it, it it just it sets the mood for the movie, and I'm not sure that it fits the tone that they're going with here. Um, and I'm not sure it like fits the movie. We'll see. Um, but I I would be devastated if they didn't find a way to incorporate that song into the movie. Yeah, no, I definitely have to agree with you. Um, that was a really fun scene. <laughs> I'm picturing it in my head as you were saying that. It was a really fun scene. Um, oh, dude. It'd be, un- it'd be unfortunate so if not only did we not get a scene like it, but not getting the song. Um, because I, I, I don't think... You know think what else? I, I'm just... I'm really surprised that there hasn't been a meme um, that has, like, taken over the internet of, like, some variation of let's not be too hasty. Still, I think he's rather tasty. Like... That that just seems like it should be a meme to me. Um, well, maybe I'll we'll get this. that. I'll say this. 
if anyone does create the meme, you've now uh, stolen from Nick because Nick had the idea first. So <laughs> everyone just know that if you do it, you've now stolen from Nick. So, you know, you suck. All right. Um, so, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the uh, Aladdin trailer? Uh, I liked it. I mean, uh, I remember when you dropped that picture. I'm like, that looks fantastic. That's one picture of the genie because uh, I didn't see him in blue yet at the time. And I thought it looked great. Um, but he looked good in still shots. Like, there's a couple shots where he's not moving. He looks great. And then in the trailer, when you see blue genie, it's kind of jarring, like everyone was saying, because it's weird. And I know what it is. It's too much CGI on his face. He doesn't look normal. It's all bloated. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so he looks awkward when it should just be his face in blue. But they, they tried to make it too different from what he actually looks like to make him look, you know, like a genie. But at the end of the day, they should just left it alone and just let him be fucking blue, just without any extra shit. Um, if you look at it, that's exactly what's wrong with it. It's just too much CGI in his face. And that's why it's so jarring when he's talking. Um, and he, he sounds like Will Smith, you know, that's fine. You know, I don't I know a lot of the issues with him sounding like Will Smith, but Robin Williams sounds like fucking Robin Williams in the movie. That's what's going to happen when you have a different actor. They sound like themselves. Um, so a lot of... Preach, uh, Joel, preach. Big, yeah, I'm just saying, that's what happens. <laughs> I'm a big fan <laughs> of Aladdin myself from the 90s. Uh, I loved fucking Aladdin. It was one of my favorite movies. I, I still think Hercules is probably my favorite Disney movie, Ooh, but I, I think Hercules. Aladdin's up there. I love Hercules. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big Hercules character, like the character itself. Like I love, I love Hercules. But... um. Uh, Aladdin was one of my was up there definitely, um, and like all the songs, I could probably still recite them all word for word. Sadly, um, but <laughs> uh, I, I and that's probably what I'm looking forward to more is how they execute the the, the songs within the movie. Uh, like you guys said, uh, Jafar, uh, I had less problems with the way he looked and more like you guys. He sound he's too young. He doesn't look. He doesn't sound like this creepy old dude, and he should. So I I, I understand right. that, and I agree. Um, Everything else looks fine. I have no problems with Jasmine, no problems with Aladdin, with the boo. I want to see fucking carpet. If there's anything, I want to see how carpet, how they work. Yes. That it should be just like, just like they work the cape in, in Doctor Strange. It should be just like that, similar at least. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. And I just, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, they obviously have to fix up the CGI. I think it's good that it came out when it did. It gives them a chance to fix the jarriness, hopefully, uh, of what, what, you know, with Genie in Blueface. <laughs> but hopefully they fix that part of it. But I, everything else looks great. I just can't wait to see it executed. Um, I, again, I'm a big Aladdin fan, so teaser or whatever type of trailer, it, it was pretty good for me. Yeah, we did get a quick shot of uh, <clears throat> of Carpet. Uh, I'm sure I could uh, do a screen grab somewhere and uh, send it to you guys. But we did get a quick shot of it. And, you know, it looks super accurate to the cartoon. Uh, that shouldn't be that hard of a thing for you to be able to pull off. Um, you know, it's, the it's, personality it's, look, is key, though. No, yeah. no, no. I, and I can't, I can't speak off personality. Cause I saw a very him on the floor. Shot. He was laying there. No, he better fucking move. I will say the, um, the most important thing for me for this Aladdin movie is uh, one of the biggest things I loved of that movie was the relationship and, and the bond between Genie and and, and and Aladdin? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious to see how they how they do it uh, in this movie. Is that key? Um, how many emotional scenes do we get between the two of them? Like the scene at the end where Aladdin's like, you know, go be free. Like, you know, you've been doing this forever. Go be wow. free, man. Uh, like that was, that was every time. 
that was so mm-hmm. heartfelt, man. So it's like, you know, those are pivotal scenes that are, like, really important. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see because I have no idea about the guy who's playing a light. I know Will Smith can knock out emotion like, like you know, like no one else. I know he can do that in, in the sense of Genie, but how will the actor playing Aladdin handle his role? Because that's just as important as Genie responding to it, is him delivering those lines of uh, him letting Genie go be free. Like, that was, that was really emotional. So it'll be interesting to see how they play that out, but that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, is those and will Iago talk? I want to know if Iago talks. That's important, too. I, yeah, that's interesting. I can almost... I can almost, almost guarantee the very next trailer we will hear him talk. Uh, and if we oh, don't, good. there's a good chance he might not talk. <laughs> if we yeah. don't hear it in the second trailer. Just put that out talk. there. If, if we don't hear it in the second trailer, it's like, why, why are you hiding it? Unless they got Gilbert Godfrey back and they want to save it for, like, when you sit oh, down and watch it. That would be a great surprise. Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. But if it's not Gilbert, I have no idea why you would hide him talking. Like, that's not a huge, huge, huge thing, like, you know, getting him to talk. Like, he talks in the animated movie. Right, but if you're doing it, like, realistically, he's the only animal character who talks in the original movie. Like, so... Because he's a parrot. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because he's a parrot, yeah, so it makes some sense. Um, Right. But, like... Yeah, like, even in real life, like, parrots can talk, but, like, they don't... They don't have... Right. a, a sophisticated, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, vernacular, if you will. Right. So, uh, so, so yeah, TV. I mean, <laughs> exactly. They just repeat some shit. So, uh, yeah, it'll be that'll be interesting. That's not something that I'd even thought about. I'll, I'll be interested to see if they do incorporate that as well. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We got some DC stuff to knock out that we could do very quickly because it's really not really news, but. <laughs> Let's go through them. Let's start off with uh, the Joker in Harley movie along with the Joker solo movie, I guess. Uh, no, not the solo movie. It was the Joker in Harley movie. Sorry, I was right the first time. Um, is apparently being scrapped. Um, and we'll, we'll do it one by one. Let's just stick with that first. Um, that to me is not really like, oh, no, like that's crazy. <laughs> Mainly because they don't really need a movie with just the two of them. Uh, their relationship is something in today's time you definitely don't really want to put on the big screen. Um, so you giving me Joker and Harley in doses, like them popping up here and there together, um, is something that's more acceptable. Um, but I remember even in the cartoons, Batman the Animated Series, like it was a little rough, uh, the relationship the two of those had, uh, even in the cartoons. So we obviously know what it was like in the, uh, the comics. Um, Excuse me, Joel, I'll start with you. What, what are your thoughts on the Joker and Harley movie being scrapped, and does it even matter to you? No, not at all. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, there's a lot of DC movies in development over there at Warner Brothers, and that's not the one that bothered me. That would bother me that, that we never got, because I didn't need it. <laughs> like, I love Joker, I love Harley. I don't, I don't, matter. I don't need a, a whole movie on the both of them. I really don't, so... Um, I'm not upset, nor is it really that big news, you know, because it was never something that was officially a go. It was always something, it was just something under development. Just, you know, should happen. I agree. And the biggest thing is, if Jared Leto is staying on as Joker, I thought it would have been interesting if he was in Birds of Prey for all of maybe five minutes. Uh, kind of, you know, a, a flashback on what happened between the two of them for 
Harley mm-hmm. to feel emancipated and everything um, would have been right. would have been really dope. Like, um, but like I said, Joker and Harley together works in a format of a cartoon or a comic where you can really expand upon it. You don't necessarily need that in the movie world. Like, no, I'd rather see Joker versus Batman or Joker Joker and Harley versus Batman, mm. but never just those two. Um, excuse me, uh, Tia, what are your thoughts on? Uh, Joker and Harley movie being scrapped, and I'll ask you the same thing I asked you. Well, should you even care in the first place? Uh, first of all, I'm not surprised that it's scrapped. Jared Leto's Joker was really poorly received, even though I personally really didn't have that big of a problem with the way he did his rendition of Joker. It doesn't surprise me. I grew up on Batman, the animated series. We always saw the Joker and Harley, and it wasn't an ideal relationship. It was a toxic relationship. And in today's day and age, I don't think people would want to go see a movie that's just focused on the two of them, especially if you remember when Suicide Squad first came out, the reaction about their relationship was insanely negative. And I just don't think people would even want to go see it, at least, especially with Jared Leto and some of his own personal problems, people aren't really the biggest fan of his either, and I don't think, I just don't think it would have done well. So I'm not surprised. People love Harley. I love Margot Robbie as Harley. As long as we keep getting her, that's fine. And I'm I'm not surprised, and I'm not really like, oh, no, it's not happening. Um, I was more so happy when we heard that Harley is actually going to be in the next Suicide Squad movie. So as long as she's in Birds of Prey and she's going to be in Suicide Squad, that's all I care. And Joaquin Phoenix is going to have his own uh, solo Joker movie, and that's going to be fantastic. So as long as those projects are good, then I don't mind that the Joker and Harley movie got scrapped. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, A a lot of people think because this got scrapped, it possibly means Jared Leto is out. I'll say this. This movie being scrapped, if Jared Leto does not come back, has nothing to do with him not coming back. It has everything to do with how poorly they chose to uh, to portray his hard work in Suicide Squad and then follow that up with giving someone else a solo Joker movie. Meanwhile, he's like, well, you could have just given me all those scenes that you cut from Suicide Squad. So his frustration won't be from them acting this movie. It'll be more so... Uh, because of the the kind of the I, I want to say the anger he had towards them after Suicide Squad, and then the anger I'm sure he had after his uh, Joker solo got got greenlit. So if he does leave, it'll be because of those two things, and not because of this. Um, excuse me, uh, Nick. I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on Joker and Harley movie being scrapped? And again, you even care in the first place? Somewhat. I did care somewhat because I thought the potential, like when it was initially announced, I thought the potential of having a Joker, Harley Quinn team-up movie that took place right after Suicide Squad um, and the way that movie ended would be really interesting. I mean it would essentially be Natural Born Killers with – Joker and Harley, and I thought that could be intriguing, and I thought that would be a good way for you to explore Harley's independence from the Joker, and you could incorporate that into that movie. Now, 
where we are now um, and the fact that she's going to be in this Birds of Prey movie and already be removed from the Joker, I don't feel like you need to go back and revisit why that happened. You can incorporate little bits of dialogue or conversations uh, with various characters um, that, that you know, tie up that, that sort of loose end, if you will. Um, so, like, as of right now, no, I'm not super disappointed about it because I thought it needed – it would need to come before her next appearance. Like, I thought if that was going to be the next time we saw Harley Quinn, it would be really interesting, and you could make that work as far as her splitting ties. But where we are now with the DCEU and the fact that we know we're going to get this Birds of Prey movie now and she's going to be a main focus in it and it's not going to have the Joker or at least from, you know, probably not going to have the Joker. Um, I, I don't need to go back and revisit that. I don't, and I would not want to see it, um, you know, moving forward, like in the timeline, it would, to me, have to take place directly after Suicide Squad. Um, and I don't think they – A, I don't – obviously, we've talked about this multiple times. They're not looking to, like, tie things in that directly anymore. Um, and B, I, I just – I don't think you need to revisit it. It You know, uh, you're, you've moved on. Like, that's a project that would have potentially been good – uh, had it, you know, come out at a particular time, but given all of the other projects that you have and, and, and especially the confirmed projects, like you might as well just scrap it at this point. And I think they probably made the right decision there. Yeah. I mean, now look, if, if, if he stays, if he stays and they sign him on, whether it's two picture deal or whatever, you could find uh, a lot of fun ways to still incorporate the two of them. I think, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having one of the Batman stories in uh, Matt Reeves' uh, Batman trilogy be the killing joke. Uh, I mean, technically, I guess he kind of already did because I assume that Robin costume was Jason Todd. Um, I mean, sorry. Sorry, no, no. I got my stories mixed up. Uh, you can still do it because you haven't introduced Barbara. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, so you can still do that storyline. Um, but it's just too many moving pieces that you have to do. You have to lock down Commissioner Gordon. You'd have to actually have a Batman. Um, but you could still find ways to incorporate the two of those those characters to be in a story where we get to see those two interact with each other. Um, because if you're telling me Suicide Squad is the last time I get to see Margot Robbie interact with a Joker, um, I'll be very disappointed because <laughs> you could have just done more. Um, obviously, they didn't know that when they did the movie, but it would be really unfortunate if Margot Robbie retires being Harley Quinn before we see her with Joker again. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's for us to see what, what's in the cards for them, but I don't know. It doesn't look likely. So, uh, you know, there's that. But, um, all right, let's move on. Uh, okay, so as Tia said before, so we'll just go right into this. It is being reported that Harley Quinn will indeed be in Suicide Squad 2 or Suicide Squad Reimagining, whatever James Gunn decides to call it. Um, this is news because apparently we were told not too long ago that she wasn't going to be in Suicide Squad. I'm going to go on a limb here and say her presence in that movie will be very short, very small. 
Um, I do not think she'll be one of the members, um, mainly because Margot's filming now, and production starts on Suicide Squad 2 the end of this year they're looking for. Um, so that means shooting will probably be next year. And if I'm Margot, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that somewhat back-to-back. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I just don't see it. I think James Gunn should have one reoccurring member and kind of just rotate everyone else. We've been over this before. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to the idea of them going in that direction. But, Tia, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on Harley Quinn being in Suicide Squad 2? I mean, I'm super happy about it. When we first had the reports that she wasn't going to be in the Suicide Squad, I was pretty upset because, for me, she was pretty much the best thing about that movie, at least my most enjoyable uh, aspect of Suicide Squad when it came out in 2016. So when they said that she is actually going to be in James Gunn's version of the Suicide Squad, I'm happy about it. Uh, I think I agree that maybe her role shouldn't be as prominent since we are getting her in Birds of Prey and we're going to most likely have a whole new cast of characters to uh, to be introduced to. So to have her take such a center stage will really outshine other other characters. So to, if we had her for only a little bit, that's fine. But I'm still happy that we're going to see her again just because I'm selfish and I just want to see Margot Robbie be Harley Quinn. Um, Harley Quinn's always been one of my favorite characters in the DC realm. She was certainly one of my favorite characters from Batman the Animated Series. And I'm just overly overjoyed that the live action version is just fantastic. So I'm happy. That's all I have to say really is that I'm just happy that she's going to be in it. Yeah, I mean, I could see it in the sense of Amanda Waller's like, you know, we need the Suicide Squad again, and then Red Flag's like, well, why why don't we just call everyone, you know, that we had from, from before? And then it's kind of like a small montage of showing, like, why, you know, they can't use the same team members. And it, like, shoots to Harley, and Harley's doing, like, some crazy stuff somewhere else. Or she's been, she's in, like, a, a mental institution or something crazy like that. Um, you know, just showing kind of why she's not a part of the team. I can see Margot Robbie definitely hopping in to shoot something funny like that. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, I just I kind of think it's better if you have one constant and then everything around it is somewhat disposable. Because, uh, like I said, the Suicide Squad, usually in the comics, a lot of them die. Um, like, they don't always make it out of the comics. So, if you have you know, a, a prominent uh, cast, and it's kind of like, well, we know they're going to bring them back, so, you know, that eliminates that. Uh, but, Nick, I'm going to go to you. What are your thoughts on Harley Quinn uh, supposedly being in Suicide Squad 2? I like it, um, and I I kind of question what role she'll have like you do as well. Um, it, you know, I mean, there, there's some other news that I think we're going to get to that I think opens her up to um, have a more prominent role in this movie. Um, but, like, how do you work in and, and do you even choose to, um, like, take the original Suicide Squad and, and build off of that at any point? Or do you just completely ignore it 
and just completely do something new. That's not like we don't have an answer to that yet. Um, but like if you are going to, I mean, obviously she got busted out of prison, um, and so does like does the end of um, for the Birth of Prey movie um, like transition into her being involved once again in the Suicide Squad? Um, I, I I think those are questions that have to be answered before we can really speculate as to what her involvement or like her. Um, level of involvement will be in the movie, um, but I, I do like the fact that she's going to be in the movie. I like Tia. Thought that she uh, was one of the standouts of that movie. She and Will Smith as Deadshot to me were the the, the two uh, characters that I, I enjoyed the most, um, and pretty much everybody else uh, was either okay or just not great, not good even. Um, so, like, those are the two characters that I most want to see back. And, and, and like, to, to have James Gunn, like, have those characters at his disposal and all the other, you know, Suicide Squad characters that he could pilfer from from the comics, like, I, I mean, I think that would be an amazing movie, and I'm super excited to see it. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm ultimately I'm happy that she's going to be back. I, I um, really like uh, her Margot as an actor and um, her performance as Harley Quinn. Um, and you know, if 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 Gunn can work her into the script, um, you know, in a way that is you know pivotal in the script all the better. Um, if she's a side character or what have you, then cool, at least we still get some kind of connection. But I would really like to see her be uh, like a pivotal member of the Suicide Squad yet again because, you know, she's just she was so good in, in the first one. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I, I, I don't want the idea of like having to choose either or like either Will Smith or Margot Robbie. To me, it's kind of just, it depends on how big he makes the team. Like, I mean, he could make the team five, he could make the team six, seven, and if you do that, then yeah, sure, have have the two of them be Margo and Will Smith. Um, but if he's going for a smaller team, like four, maybe five tops, one of them I'm, I'm good with, just one of them. Um, but either way, <laughs> to have either one of them back is, is going to be freaking amazing. Um, but right now, all we have is Harley Quinn, so that's all we go with. Um, but, Joel, I don't think I asked you yet, and I didn't want to move on and skip you. <laughs> Your thoughts on Harley Quinn being a well, I appreciate that. Too. Yeah, no, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, we uh, we did hear a while back that she might not be in the next one. Um, we didn't know if anybody was going to come back because uh, that was the rumor that they might have a completely new cast, but we've also heard it was a soft reboot, so we expected to at least see one or two people. And now we got confirmation that possibly um, one is coming back in Harley Quinn, and that's fine with me. She was the third on my list of uh, returnees. I obviously want to see Amanda Waller and Deadshot come back uh, as well, but um, I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. I can't wait. Uh, as long as it's explained better than in the last one where they why you chose Harley Quinn to join the Suicide Squad over I mean, if you're going to pick a squad to go up against a witch, I mean, I don't know that was the best choice, but uh, it is what it is with that movie. Um, 
but yeah, she she was she's been a prominent member in the last couple of years. So I mean, uh, she is the face. Yeah, she's a very popular character. I mean, like like you said, like we got Birds of Prey coming, um, and then you know, in what capacity do we use? They do they use her in? Does she get arrested at the end of Birds of Prey? So it makes more sense that if she's actually going to be a part of Suicide Squad. You know, I would assume she gets arrested again. Unless, I mean, what other way would they interact with Harley Quinn? It would, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand. <laughs> like, so yeah, um, I'm totally fine with that. I can't wait to see what James Gunn does with it. Yeah. Uh, so that means before the end of this year, we will have a better idea on James Gunn's direction for uh, for this sequel or whatever he decides to classify this movie as. But we'll have a way better idea. Um, around this time next year, exactly whether it's the cast or whatever um, that that movie decides to go in. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing what the name will be because uh, I'm tired of calling it Suicide Squad 2, but like he's Why? trying to say it's not necessarily a sequel. It's kind of like his own thing. So it's like, give me a name. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I want. Uh, it's just like with the, the things Plus, that bother I, you. It's, it's amazing. I kept calling it every time. I'm sorry. The like, little I kept things calling that Disney, hurt you. It's just like I called right. it the Disney streaming <laughs> app, and I'm like, I'm tired of calling after. it that. It bothers me. Sorry, I don't care that y'all don't care. It bothers me. Anyway, let's move yeah. on. Juan, um, you, but I want to get to this because you gotta, you gotta at some point watch things to do in Denver when you're dead. Uh, it's a low budget <laughs> drama from '98. Uh, there's a there's a ongoing thing throughout the uh, throughout the movie where they're like give it a name like it's like it's just like a saying um, but like <laughs> I totally got that from what you were saying like give it a name <laughs> oh yeah, yeah absolutely that's how I felt about the uh, you don't do Disney Project Plus. X you don't do that <laughs> that would be awesome that would be awesome um, but all right let's move on I want to get to this specific topic because I want to make sure we have enough time to cover it uh, I want to go over the Dune cast. We got an official yes. uh, new casting from this already stacked movie. I'm trying to remember a, a more stacked movie than this, and I, I really can't. Um, so let's go ahead and sound off the uh, the cast members, and then I'll go right to you, Nick. Actually, Nick, do you have the, the cast list in front of you? No, I've got six of them, not the whole cast, though. Okay, I got the whole cast. I'll just do it. <laughs> the Some major ones, I'm going to put right? here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the major ones. Yeah, not the entire cast and crew, Joel. The major ones. Right. Uh, good. I'm like, I don't got time right. for that. Ain't nobody got time. Anyway, let me get through this, Joel. I'm already going to butcher some of these names. All right, so we got Josh go. Rowland, Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte Ramping, Zendaya, Dave Batista, Stellan Skarsgård, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Rebecca Ferguson. And Timothy, I cannot his last name. Chalamet. But Chalamet. Chalamet yeah. I really, I really, really, really like this kid. And yeah. I'm I'm surprised by myself. I don't often watch Oscar nominated movies. Um, but I saw his movie with Steve Carell and I really love that movie. Um and I got a chance to see him in a round table with like Mahershala, Chadwick Bozeman, like a whole bunch of big time actors. And the kid's really intelligent in the world of film. Um, so I can't wait to see what else he does in his career. Uh, but his first movie blew me away. Uh, but Nick, what are your thoughts on the, what, how you pronounce the name? Denny Villa, Villa, how you pronounce it directly? Denny Villeneuve. Denny Villeneuve. Not like. Ah, there we go. Uh, okay. 
Joel, shut up. We called you. What did we call you for the longest before we realized it was Joel? So I'm not the only one. Asshole. Okay? I don't, I'm not asshole. The only I got called asshole a lot before you figured out my name. Yeah, so I'm not the only one that struggles with names here. So let's just make that clear. Um, well, Dane's not here. I think. So no I think Dane, I was gonna say. I think Dane called Joel Joel for like a year and a half. <laughs> like. Still comes out. It was honestly, believe it or not, it was honestly one of the biggest struggles of my life. Was trying to realize (laughs) that it was Joel and not Joel. Uh, So I, I never had that problem. I don't know what I mean. I guess I I don't know what's so hard. I think I just maybe asked Joel, like, "Hey, like, how do you pronounce your name?" Joel Jimenez. Okay, that's Joel Jimenez. Stop reading my name the way you used to to just remember it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, too much thought. Anyway, let's get back on track. Nick, what are your thoughts? Not Joel indeed. It's Joel. (laughs) Whatever. Joel Jimenez. Now, Um, but all right, Nick. Sorry. What are your thoughts on this cast for the movie Dune? Oh, I'm so fucking excited. First of all, I am so excited for this movie. Denis Villeneuve is probably my favorite director in Hollywood today. Um, he directed Arrival, which I thought was by far the best movie of 2016. Um, I don't think it really got enough credit. Uh, like, I'm very happy that um, uh, The Shape of Water broke that um, – like sci-fi um, uh, barrier with the Oscars. I think Arrival should have been the movie to do that. Um, a, I think it's a slightly better movie, and B, um, like it, it, it's the way that, that movie is presented and tied together. It's just it's so um, amazing. Like the way that it's shot, the way that it makes you think one thing, and you have to. Like constantly, the, like retooled the way you're perceiving it. Um, it. It's such a terrific movie. If 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 any of our listeners have not seen Arrival, go fucking check it out. Not the Arrival, not the 1996 Charlie Sheen movie, which I also recommend. It's also a really good watch. Oh, um, very weird, different, though. but uh, <laughs> yeah, very movie. different. But, <laughs> but like, still still worth a watch. Um, but no, Arrival. 2016's arrival um, by Denny Villeneuve, uh, but I mean he also did Blade Runner uh, 2049, which was another movie that uh, I was constantly trying to get us to talk about on the show, and we, you know, I, I pushed enough that we did get uh, like a fair, a, maybe three or four times we got to talk, um, and God, that movie is amazing. I love it. Um, it's it's easily uh one of the best movies of of uh 2017 and uh like just in general i think um he is a phenomenal director and so i'm just i'm super excited to see what he does with this project which is something that he has fought for he has he loves uh herbert's novels the dune series and just wants to make um, m- make this movie and and hopefully make future movies and so like that in and of itself was promising having a director who loves um, the material that he's working with and is really fighting to make it now you add on top of that this cast oh my god first of all Timothy Chalamet is 
like, oh my God, he is probably and and not that I even really thought about it to like um, to go into because like it's, it's not like a it was never like a you know a pick uh, you know pick. Uh, uh, a fan casting type thing uh, in, in our um, little spectrum, but for him to play Paul Atreides, like he's so fucking perfect for that fucking role. Like I am so excited uh, for him to play that role. Uh, I, I I don't think you could have possibly come up with a better casting. Uh, and then just to add to it, I mean, uh, like you said, Oscar Isaac, um, uh, Josh Brolin, Zendaya, Javier Bardem. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård, obviously Jason Momoa is uh, either rumored or maybe even now confirmed for a role. I think he's still just rumored. Um, but like, wow, like what a fucking cast. I can't wait to see like how this movie um, plays out with this amazing cast, with a director, um, with a phenomenal director. Like there's no other word that you could like used for this this guy he denny villeneuve is bar none one of the best directors in hollywood today and for him to take on this kind of project that he's that passionate about with this cast and convince all of these various actors to buy in and and join it and and again you're getting all of these actors and, and you don't have like a crazy huge budget um that they're not giving him they're not throwing money at this movie um, because of how Blade Runner 2049 did. They like there was some skepticism a, a, as to whether this movie would even get made after what Blade Runner 2049 did. Um, I think the fact that it was so well received with critics um, saved it uh, because it, it did not make a lot of money. It may have even lost some money, um, but you know I think it's a testament. Um, to how um, how appreciated Denny Villeneuve is as a director, both by the studio, by the actors willing to join this movie um, for probably less than what they're worth on your average movie, um, and you know, I could not be more excited. I cannot wait to see. Uh, like the first trailer, man, the first trailer is going to get me so fucking geeked out and I can't wait till that happens and we can break it down. Um, but like to actually like go sit down in the theater in November, 2020 and see this movie. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I haven't been this excited for uh, a cast like this since I saw Smoking Aces. I thought that cast was just insane. Yeah. Um, and then you look at you look at this cast, and then you're just like, this is going to be crazy. I'd say the advantage, <laughs> obviously, for this is it has a better director. Um, but still, Smoking Aces had a crazy cast. Like that, undeniably. Andrew, like, Andrew Carnahan, is, he's, a, he's a good director. He's not a great director, but he's a good director. Right, right. And regardless of how you feel of the actual movie, when that cast list came out, you can't deny, like, man, that was a really good cast. Like, they got yeah. a lot of really good names in that movie. So this and they're still the building. Feeling. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. This isn't uh, – we're not done yet. We're not done yet uh, with the casting for this movie. It may not be as big as the ones that we've had uh, named so far, but there's still room for, for a lot of surprises as far as casting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is a great cast and a great director, and this, this is going to be a really fun movie. Um, 
excuse me, Tia, what are your thoughts on the cast of Dune? Uh, super excited. It seems like every time we get a casting, uh, we get casting news for Dune, it just adds to the awesomeness of it. I think the latest one was Josh Brolin, and I was like, shit, that's it. Let's go. Every single time, it's just an amazing cast. I love the director villain movie. What did you guys say? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I like Villanueva. We could stick with Villanueva. Denny Villanueva. I like Villanueva. <laughs> <laughs> um, Villanueva works. He's done Prisoners. He's done Sicario. He's done Arrival. He's done, he's done really great movies. And I hasn't think had that, that movie you, yet. Right. So you have that on top of this fantastic cast. I think it's going to be a great movie. Um, I'm not familiar personally with the original Dune movie. I'm just going to point that out right now. Uh, but either way, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the cast, the director, whatever. And once it comes out in 2020, it'll probably be a movie that I go to the theater to actually watch. So, yeah, super excited about this. Yeah. Uh, Hugh is bringing up his, his past films. <laughs> I can't disagree with Nick. I think he might almost definitively, outside of the superhero genre, be hands down the best director uh, in Hollywood, like right now. Um, as you were saying, those movies, I was just like, holy oh, crap, I forgot. For years, man. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, holy crap, I forgot. Yeah, no, I will say, Nick, you, you brought that up a lot when he was being rumored for Batman um, and around the, uh, the Blade mm-hmm. Runner movie. So I definitely give you uh, your, your props for that. You're absolutely right, man. The, the guy has some stellar movies under his belt. Um, Excuse me, Joel. What are your thoughts on the cast for Dune, uh, especially since you can pronounce pronounce all the names so correctly? Well, you know, I, I listen. You know, I watch shows that say their <laughs> names, so it's usually that's what happens. You learn them um, through osmosis. <laughs> um, it's a, a, a an incredible, incredible cast. It, it's one of those things where you're like. I like like what what Tia was saying. Like it's like every week there's a new name, and you're like, who the? How are they getting? How can they afford <laughs> the, this cast? And you're like, holy shit! Like I, like I'm excited only because I know who's in it. I don't know much about Dune. I won't lie to you and say I do. Uh, I vaguely remember. Look, when you say Dune, based on my my childhood memories, I think of sand, blue eyes, and sand worms. And that's it. That's all I know about Dune. I don't know much. I yeah. remember very, very little from the sci-fi, uh, I think, series or movie on Sci-Fi Channel. I forget exactly. I just remember hearing that. I remember them promoting a lot. I just never watched it. I think the pain um, box, too. Like, that's very that stands out to me, but that's just me. Yeah, there's a couple things here and there. But those, especially, I remember Blue Eyes and Sand very, very much. <laughs> but that's yeah. it. I don't know much else. <laughs> so I'm really going into this very, very blind. But now I have a cast to go with it. I don't know much about the story, but I hear it's a good story. Um, so I'm excited because I'm always I like new things. So this, I hear it's a very good, fantastical movie with now a really good cast and a great director to go with it. There's nothing to not like about it so far. So hopefully it it, it delivers because now there's really high expectations on it. Yeah, I mean the, the more and more I, I think about uh, I, I think about it, it's kind of like man, what would he what would what do you think his ideas would have been for a Batman movie? Because it's so different from everything he's done so far. It gets you thinking. It just gets you really thinking. Um, oh yeah. But, let's, uh, let's. And I move think on. I, I, 
I just want to say, I think um, he he could be in line in the future to do like a superhero movie, and it it may very well possibly be the best superhero movie we have ever seen um, because he's on that level. Um, He's on that um, Stanley Kubrick level of like director, um, like uh, stardom forefront, you know, the forefront of, of Kubrick's career. Um, where he keeps making these terrific movies, he's going to go down as one of the greatest directors of all time, and I'm I'm very confident in saying that. And I, I do think he would have some interest in doing a particular superhero movie. Um, it might be like an Elseworld movie, like that may be more of what we see from him. Um, but I, I mean, I, I do think that there you go. I found it. Yeah, there you go. Like that would be fucking amazing. Like, dude, Denny Villeneuve yeah. doing Batman Beyond. Fuck it out, dude. Sign me up. Well, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, we're talking a few years from now, but we could have our Terry McGinnis that's already on this Dune cat. Uh, that's already on this Dune cast. Yeah. That Timothy, like I said, I want I want him in something. I want him in something superhero related. That kid can act. Um, he could definitely yeah. fit that that mold. Uh, for, oh, he'd for Terry, be great, so. Terry McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, you know, we're, we're doing their job for them. So you know, let's calm down before they steal our ideas and we get no credit. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's let's move on. We got some some more news, but we got some more DC news. But I want to get to Hulu because that obviously is the name of our show and some of the biggest news that come out of this week. Um, Joe, I'm going to go to you for this because your knowledge Ooh. is wider than mine in this topic. Um, apparently Hulu is, is going to introduce adult cartoons of Marvel's offenders. Now that's numerous characters, um, that will, it seems like have their own shows that then forms into, um, excuse me, uh, a team up show, uh, apparently for mm-hmm. Hulu and it's all in the Amazon realm. Uh, one of them I do know before I pass it to you because it's the only one that I could remember off the top of my head. Well, two actually, but one we got Patton. We got Patton Oswald mm-hmm. as Modoc. Uh, we also hey. have Hit. We also have Hit Monkey. Um, yeah, that looks that looks like that's going to be so much fun, freaking Hit Monkey. But Joe, I'm going to pass it to you. Kind of let us know about the offenders and kind of what Hulu's plans are for uh, for these shows. All right, I'm going I'm going off the top of my head because I'm trying to pull it up as as we're talking. But um um it's one of the more crazy news that we got this week cuz it came out of left field and I was like what the f-? and then they're basically doing an animated version of what they tried to do with Netflix and the Defenders where this is not like the Defenders we got on Netflix are not your traditional Defenders from the comic books at all. You know, it, it's you had Iron Fist, Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, they were never an actual team. The closest thing you had to a team in the comics was uh, Heroes for Hire. But they went and called them the Defenders and the street-level characters, and they, and they did this four series, and then went to a fifth series with Defenders. Um, they're doing that now, but on Hulu, but with an animated adult animation. And like what uh, Juwan said, it would all culminate into Offenders. Again, that's not a real team. The last time I checked, I don't remember a comic book called The Offenders at all. Um but it, it's something that's coming. Like, you have four series, one of them being MODOK, uh, another one being Hitmonkey, another one Tiger and Dazzler, and then the, I think the last one was uh, Howard the Duck. So it's just these random four cartoon characters, I mean, uh, comic book characters, and we're gonna, they're all going to have their own series, and it's going to, of course, go uh, jump into 
um, the offenders uh, in some capacity. I don't know the story yet. I don't know much about it aside from it, it, it's coming. I just know it's coming, and it's just the most random. Like, I, I think the most interesting part of the creative, the creative behind it, um, I think Jerron mentioned earlier, uh, Patton Oswalt is doing the voice and is also working on uh, MODOK. Uh, I think that's really interesting. I think that's really cool for the character of Modoc. Uh, I, I, he's not a vi- he's a villain. He's more or less a villain. Never been a, a hero, but um, uh, here it is. Uh, Marvel's Modoc comes from writer Jordan Blum and Patton Oswalt, with Blum Oswalt and Jeff Loeb serving as executive producers. But yeah, a lot of people know Modoc. He's a big guy with a big head and a, a little arms and legs and a big face. Um, and, but no, he's more or less a villain. Uh, but I can't wait to see what they pull off with that. You have Hit Monkey. I don't know much about Hitmonkey. I know I've seen him a couple times in Deadpool books. Uh, I just know he's almost like John Wick, but as a monkey. I know that much. If you could say John Wick a monkey, if I, I think that's pretty much what you got. You got this monkey that could, that's pretty much an assassin. Um, then you have um, ti- ti- this one caught my eye because then you have Marvel's Tiger and Dazzler show, which they're going to make them friends. Again, I don't remember them being friends in the comics. I could be wrong, but I don't remember that. I think the most, the most, the biggest thing that come out of that is that Dazzler is, a, and so this is probably the first time they've admitted that Mar- MCU, well at least the Marvel side, is going to do a a, uh, a Marvel property with a Fox-owned character more or less, not owned, but you know their rights, the movie right owned or whatever. So this this stood out to me, T- Tiger Dazzler, and then of course Howard the Duck, uh, probably the more popular of all of all that. Um, uh, Kevin Smith is involved with Howard the Duck. So that that's pretty cool. He's writing and and uh, he's still running Howard the Duck. So yeah, and then of course they're all gonna become offenders. And it's it's the most weirdest shit. I didn't know how to feel about it at first, but I'm excited. The more I hear about it, the more I think about it, the more excited I am for it. And of course, um, it, it, Hulu is now going to be the home of the more I think the adult Marvel shows. Um, Disney Plus will probably take everything else. Um, but I mean we'll see because uh, we'll talk about the next big topic that that might include the defenders, but we'll get there. Right now, we're just talking about defenders, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I just sent you a photo, Joel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, um, no. The, the offenders uh, supposedly do exist. Like, there was a comic run, not with these characters. It was, like, with Red right. Hulk and, like, a few other characters. There we go. Like, um, they did what they did so, with the defenders, basically. Right. Right, because the Defenders we know were, like, Silver Surfer, I think the Hulk, like, mm-hmm. a few other mm-hmm. uh, characters. Doctor Strange. Um, right. Hulk had a short run. Taken... Doctor Strange was the leader of the Defenders. Right. Right, Silver yeah. Surfer and, right. So they took Name liberties. One. They took liberties, yeah. but to me, one of the things are, I, when I, when I, I hate when they take things that they, you know, know that the obvious uh that people who aren't fans of the comic world don't really know about, so they're like, I oh, wouldn't we'll take this, is that when you do that, you then eliminate the possibility of you actually having uh, a Defenders team, which is possible now. Um, so it's like, if they ever put that team together outside of the Avengers, um, I think the idea of that happening is gone. Um, so it's like you could have called them something else, um, but it's one of those things where it's like it worked out because, you know, Excuse me. Albeit it did have a lot of flaws, I did enjoy the Defenders, uh, especially that very last episode that led into season three of Daredevil. Um, but yeah, the Defenders it, it looks like a ragtag bunch of really, uh, you know, it, it's weird mainly because you put Modok in the middle of it, and I think that's what throws me off the most because it's kind of like Hit Monkey. I can get Howard the Duck is a really weird <laughs> name to throw in there. <laughs> 
Um, but then Modoc is what makes this the most interesting. It's what intrigues me the most. Uh, it being voiced by Patton Oswalt, that was just like some of the most uh, glove-fitting uh, casting I could ever think of. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the, guy, the guy's perfect to do a Modoc. Uh, but let me stop, stop talking. Let me go to you, Nick. Um, what are your thoughts on Hulu introducing adult cartoons in the sense of introducing these characters that they'll culminate to bring together to form, excuse me, the uh, the offenders? I'm super interested in it, and I am, like, there's a couple things that I'm, like, really looking forward to as far as the show and, and some bit of speculation. Uh, as far as the show, like, what kind of animation do they use? Um, I think that's, right. like, really important. Um, I, I, I think the fact that it is kind of adult-themed, I would expect them to use um, maybe more of, like, an Archer-style animation, um, you know, as opposed to, like, the, the, the more um, kid-friendly uh, Clone Wars-style uh, animation, if you will. Um, like, I, I, I think that would probably be the route that I would go. Um, but the, the other thing that I'm really interested in is, um, according to, you know, sources, as far as what I read, um, the, the big hang up with the, um, uh, the Deadpool cartoon wasn't, uh, was, was more on the side of Fox. And like them saying, yeah, we're we're actually not going to do this. I think that had probably like in hindsight had a lot to do with like the future merger, um, and then not like fast tracking that to be on FX. Um, Deadpool would obviously be a perfect fucking character. Um, Damn right like, he would. To to add into this mix, like could we possibly like, get that um, as like the fifth? like, uh, show and, and, and six member, um, to like add into this group, because I mean, that would just be perfect. Um, and if you could like, if you could get, um, like regardless of whether you, you could get, uh, Gambino involved with this, uh, uh, Donald Glover, um, like, but could you get, uh, Ryan Reynolds and like, could you like convince Ryan Reynolds, like, look, um, you know, we're we're not saying we're not going to do any more Deadpool movies, but we we want to do like this kind of TV show. We want you to voice the character. We want you to have a a, a blueprint on how this goes. Uh, like that to me would be really intriguing because I think like if they're if they're willing to to go out on a limb with you know a Howard the Duck type character and these other characters, I I I really do think. Um, like the natural leader of this group would be Deadpool, um, and I, I I would just love to see that. Yeah, and, and it's so cool because it's one of those things where it's like I don't think Ryan Reynolds would turn that down. I think he would jump at any uh, chance to to be Deadpool. He just loves being Deadpool, um, and it's not a step down doing the voice work while they figure out all the legalities for, you know, and, and what they want to do with the character in the actual MCU or outside of the MCU. Um, Deadpool by no means is done. Uh, we will see Deadpool again. 
Uh, and I think it was really smart by Ryan Reynolds and those guys, 13 version, um, that did that did pretty good in the box office. Um, so just to kind of show the world, like, we could tone it down a little bit and still be an enjoyable movie. Um, you know, it, it goes to their favor. So Deadpool animated show that he could have been the leader of this would have been just freaking amazing. And to see him with, with Hitmonkey. Like, Hitmonkey is so freaking cool. Uh, <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Um, but, Theo, what, what are your thoughts on Hulu introducing uh, adult cartoons of Marvel's uh, – well, they're technically not the offenders, but that's what they're going to call the team-up. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the shows with, with uh, Moda, Hitmonkey, Howard the Duck? What are your thoughts on that? Theo? Hello? Very insightful. I, I liked it. Um, <laughs> All right. We don't my bad. Wait, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I, I had you guys on mute. I don't know what's wrong with my phone. I think it was my Bluetooth. I had to hang up before. Joelle was sounding all, like, weird and digitalized. It was like, and I was like, oh, my God, what is going on right now? Now I think it's, like, just my headset. I had to take you guys off. But anyway, um, as far as these anime shows, um, I mean, <laughs> not uh, – I guess I'm just not really that interested. I know that kind of sounds, you know, a little silly. I've, I'll watch them, but, you know, I'm not, I guess, as invested as you guys are. We like cartoons. No, I mean, <laughs> listen, it's, it's, it's weird. It, it, it's really weird. So it's one of those things where it's like if someone told me, like, no, 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 I have to see it before, like, I'm really interested in the idea of it. I understand. It, it's weird. It honestly is. Um, I felt the same way uh Somewhat, maybe not to where I didn't really have an interest, but the Umbrella Academy that I'm like hooked on now. Like I, that I saw the awesome. show and I was like, oh, it looks. I was like, I was like, oh, it looks cool. And then like last night I was watching and I was kind of like, this is really good. So it's one of those things here to where I think like once you see it, whether it's a trailer or a first episode, I think that might be what gets you into it a little bit more. But from the outside looking in, I can see how you kind of just like, all right, <laughs> like. Okay, sure. I think uh, I think ultimately yeah, yeah. we just have to somehow figure out a way to work in like John Bernthal voicing the Punisher <laughs> as part exactly. of the Avengers, and Tia will yeah. be like, "Oh my God!" Like, like what? Yeah. Light me up! Like, do I have Hulu? If not, I do now. Like, <laughs> I have Hulu. I have Hulu, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> good, good, good. That will be. That will be. That's where everything's going. going. <laughs> yeah, that will be what we negotiate going forward for Tia is making sure that John Bernthal has been uh, in as much things as possible. Uh, exactly. But all right, there you go. Let's move on. We got some more Hulu news. Uh, apparently, the VP of Hulu was talking a little bit about uh, his interest in possibly taking over the characters from Netflix. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And to which his response was, it kind of just depends on when they're they're ready and who, most importantly, is going to be behind these things. Uh, he also spoke to the amazing relationship he has with Marvel based on the fact that Hulu is the home of The Runaways, which just had its second season air in December and are possibly going to be greenlit for a third season. Uh, this, this is kind of what we were expecting. Uh, and to me, if you're Marvel, once you get to these characters back from Netflix, um, it's the right move purely because you can keep it distant from what you're trying to do with Disney+. Plus. Uh, you keep it separate. You know, if you want Disney+, Plus to be 
something that kids can watch the shows to or whatever, uh, and you want something that's more dark. Like, I wouldn't have kids watch The Runaways. The Runaways isn't anything crazy, um, but it's also not something I would necessarily put on for a kid to sit down and enjoy, like an Iron Man movie or something like that. Um, So I think if you're trying to go still keeping Daredevil and everything to what they actually are and not kind of like, you know, dilute them a little bit or kind of take them away from what they really are, Hulu is a great place to put it. And uh, I think the biggest thing that I took from what he said was who's going to be involved in it? Uh, Meaning, like, am I getting the writers and the showrunners that the Netflix guys had? Like, our budget, like a whole bunch of different things go into it. Um, But I think if you're a fan of these shows, uh, Iron Fist, Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Punisher, it's exciting to know that there is someone waiting to take them uh, once everything clears out. Uh, but it, it still remains how long will it take for Netflix to release those characters back to Marvel? And then from there, can we have the same cast uh, that we did before going into Hulu? So there's still question marks. But if you're a fan of those shows who thought two weeks ago it was dead in the water, it'd be the longest before we see them again, it's good to know that someone is waiting for them uh, you know, and are willing to take them once they are released. Uh, Nick, I'm going to go to you first. What are your thoughts on the VP of Hulu seeming really interested in reviving our defenders? I mean, I love the notion. I don't know how much, like, the credibility, like, how, like what kind of legs that has. Um, but, I, I mean, it, you can't be a fan of like all of these Netflix shows and not want this to happen. Like, obviously I do. Like I would love um, for them to pick up these shows and I think they could do it. it, Like as long as they could work out some agreement with Netflix, I I think they could do it. Um, Obviously all of the preexisting seasons would stay on Netflix um, and they'd have to be cool with that. Um, But like there are ways that you could pick up these characters where um, hopefully you could um, maybe kind of not start totally fresh, but but have a, a, a jumping point from where we left off with all of these characters um, to uh, to basically be like you don't have to have seen everything prior to this to enjoy you know. To understand and enjoy these characters, um, I think that would be like a, a, a big point of what you would need to do, uh, which I don't again, – again, I don't think would be that hard. Um, I mean it, it would basically just be like we are re, reintroducing this character. We're not going to like rehash all of the you know shit that we've already gone through, um, but that, that to me makes way more sense than rebooting these characters like down the line. Like if you can keep these same actors that people are invested in, um, if you can keep the, the the versions of these characters that people already like, like why wouldn't you? Um, so if they can pull it off, uh, I think it makes absolute sense. Um, and you know, I mean, I think maybe the fact that Netflix has kind of pulled all of these characters might spell some kind of agreement that we aren't um, privy to at this point with essentially Disney like buying out these stars from them um, so that they can use them 
Um, maybe that's just wishful thinking. Uh, but, it, I mean, at the very least, it does make sense. It's not wishful thinking in the sense of, um, like, fuck, I just really want Hugh Jackman to come back as Wolverine, which, like, is not going to happen. It's it's more wishful like thinking in the sense of, <laughs> right. Um, it's more wishful uh, wishful thinking in the sense of, like, um, you know, I, this could possibly happen and makes a lot of sense. Like, why wouldn't you do this? Uh, and, and there are at least some dominoes in play uh, that that might spell or lean towards uh, this being the move. Uh, so, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll say this. If you're Hulu, um, one, if, if, if and when Marvel gets the – let me not say if. When Marvel gets the right to characters back from Netflix, if you're Hulu and you're serious about taking these characters, you don't want to change anything. You don't want to change the recipe. Right. You don't want to change the, the actors, mainly because if you're Hulu, what you don't want is to take on these projects, change them, and then they're not good because then that discredits you from fans wanting to see any of them. Like if you, if you start with Daredevil and Charlie Cox is in Daredevil and you're kind of changing everything and it doesn't go well, no one's going to look forward to Iron Fist or Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. They're going to feel like everything's going to be different and maybe not that good. Um, I mean, that was the biggest issue for Iron Fist leading into the Defenders was no one was sold by by um, the guy that played Danny Rand. So it's kind of like, I don't want to see this guy, you know, in the Defenders. So, you know, that was that was one of the biggest issues that Defenders had coming in uh, to, to the start of that season. So if you're Hulu, you want to keep the same cook, the same kitchen, the same recipes, same pot, anything that the cooks need to make sure that it's the same recipe that Netflix built, um, you want to do that. So if, if you're willing to take this on as a VP and you're willing to take these characters, you're doing it knowing you have to keep everything as, as close to similar as, as what we've had before. Um, Tia, what, what are your thoughts on the VP of Hulu interested in reviving our defenders. I know you're really excited about the idea of uh, uh, one particular show coming back um, if it does get revived. But what, do you, what are your thoughts on the idea of the, the world possibly coming to Hulu? Do you have a speech again? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Joel. <laughs> I'll go to you. <laughs> What are your oh, God. <laughs> well, my thoughts are just like everyone else's. Uh, who doesn't want this to happen? If you're a fan of Marvel Netflix, as I am, I'm a big Marvel Netflix guy. Uh, there's no way you don't want to not see them again. And if this is a possibility in any capacity, you want to see these characters come back. Um, it's, it's, it was very devastating to find out that they were being canceled. And it was like almost back to back to back. And like, it's, uh, like we know, Punisher and Jessica Jones have been canceled yet, but that's coming. <laughs> like it's just coming. They're letting it. They're letting it. You know, let, let them enjoy their time. They're gonna get canceled. And you know what? If Hulu, I know, I know. I think it's in 2020 is when they uh, when the rights revert back. Whether now they'll be allowed to use the characters again. Um, I think it was, but and that's fine. Like it's not like. We were getting so many of them, like, every – it was it was becoming quarterly, like, every quarter. There was a new Marvel Netflix show we had something to look forward to. 
And I fucking loved it. And I loved it. And I, I and like especially with Iron Fist and Luke Cage where they didn't get you had no closure, it kinda of left it open and, and like uh, cliffhangers and we want closure, especially for those two characters. Daredevil Punisher at the very least got some closure. I have no doubt Jessica Jones will have closure just in case. But uh, I think the Heroes for Hire deserve some type of closure and, and if they do go to Hulu um, all the power to it. If they're willing to take it over and we, they can live again through Hulu, I, I'm all 100% behind that move. Yeah, and it'll do it'll do great things for Hulu. Um, they do have some really good shows, so I don't want to discredit them like, you know, they're, they're trash or anything. They do have really good shows. Right. I think one of the biggest things Netflix was starting to forget because they were pumping out so much great content was like Daredevil was huge for you. Like, I mean, really huge. Um, and that was before any of us necessarily knew that a world was going to be built there. But just the idea of the success that that first season of Daredevil had uh, went a lot to people like, wow, like Netflix is doing Marvel stuff now? Like, geez, this is crazy. Um, and then obviously from there they built, you know, a, a lot more on on their own content and stuff like that. But I just want Netflix to remember Daredevil did do a lot for you. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, you know, they needed us. Like, it was mutually beneficial. Let, let's let's not mm-hmm. forget that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if I'm Hulu, I'm like, yes, I'll pick up the pieces. Yes, yes, no, let's do it. Let's, where do I sign? Um, but before we move on, Tia, are you there? No, okay. All right. <laughs> so, we're gonna, we're gonna wait, wait, wait. Can you guys hear me, or am I just like, yeah, I was like what's wrong yeah, with my Bluetooth? You. Oh my gosh! I was you. like, I was like, wait, Joel is going. I still had things to talk about. <laughs> we did not hear you at all, like not even a word. So go ahead, go ahead now. Oh and my god, my on Hulu, uh, going <sighs> after the defenders. I don't know what's wrong with my like Bluetooth device. It's just. I don't know. It, like, cracked out all of a sudden. Obviously, I'm super excited if Hulu actually picks up these shows. I know that, obviously, we would all... We all know that I would love for The Punisher to be on Hulu, but I love Daredevil as well, especially after the third season. I'm not ready to say goodbye to Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock or, um, you know, Foggy Nelson, Vincent D'Onofrio, Karen Page. I'm not ready to say goodbye to them. And Luke Cage and Iron Fist had extremely open-ended endings where we needed the closure at least at the very least if Hulu wanted to just make you know maybe final seasons and where we know that this is it then I would be 100% okay with that I really don't think that they should recast I know that probably people would be 100% okay if they recasted Danny Rand but besides that I would not I would not I would not (laughs) <laughs> I'm just Adam. saying for like you know the majority of what I see Talk online the majority. <laughs> <laughs> either way if they recasted people really wouldn't be as excited it's like hey guys we're bringing back Daredevil and everyone's like yay but Charlie yay. Cox isn't going to be it's like no one no, would be excited no, no. for that at all so I would 100% want them to keep the cast that they have or at the very least, if they didn't want to bring back the individual um, shows, this is what I would be okay with. I would be okay with if they brought in a um, Heroes for Hire. So maybe if they mm, wanted to yes. scrap Luke Cage and Iron that, Fist and want to do that. 
uh, Daughters of the Dragons, I would be okay with that. And if, mm-hmm. say, say, and I hate to say this because you guys know how much I love the Punisher season two, but if they want to do just Daredevil, but bring in John Bernthal as Frank Castle and have that, I'd be okay with that as well. I'm okay with sacrifice as long as the sacrifice isn't recasting. Right. There, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think 100%. See, the thing about the VP is, is, again, I didn't see a video. I was reading an article, by the way, up on gvnation.com. Um, but from the, the feel of it, it didn't sound like he was tiptoeing. He was looking to dive all the way in. So I don't think it's an issue of him not wanting to take the individual shows or him wanting to do somewhat. He seemed like he was interested in taking everything that they had uh, had started and continuing it on Hulu. So I don't think he would, as a farewell, I think he'd bring it there to continue it. Um, because, like you know, like we were saying before, if you bring them back just to kind of give them their, you know, the, the proper farewell, and all of these shows are hits that bring in crazy amount of subscribers and streams and stuff like that, you then can't go, all right, well, that was a joke. That wasn't a real farewell. We're bringing them back. So I think the smart thing to do would be have one show, have one of those characters be the one that you, you, start, uh, you started off with, whether that's Daredevil Season 4 or whatever. Probably should be Daredevil Season 4, but I'm biased. Um, start off with that. Mm-hmm. If that's a huge hit, yes, like you we all know it'll be. <laughs> right. If it's a huge hit, like we all know it will be, uh, especially if they follow, you know, bring in the same writers and, and showrunners and stuff, um, that will have everyone like, all right, cool, now give me Punisher, now give me Jessica Jones. And then it'll have us hardcore fans like, all right, Netflix wasn't willing to do it, but Hulu, you can open this up. And you can do, um, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Taskmaster. You could do Blade. Like, you could open this up to a whole new world. Uh, People would Netflix, love a Moon Knight uh, show Moon if they Knight, wanted to bring that yeah. in. Moon Knight, Ghost Rider. Like, you could do so many things. So if you're Hulu, you don't want to tiptoe into this. Like, if Marvel gets it back and is like, all right, let's sit down and talk, you want to tell, you know, whoever is in charge over there with, with handling this, I'm looking to dive fully in. Like, you let me do what, you know, what you allowed Netflix to do as far as the freedom to create whatever they need to create. I'm down. Like, just give me the, the green light. So it, I don't think Hulu would tiptoe into it. I think they're they're ready to jump fully in. Um, but all right, let's move on. We got a Star Wars topic. Thank goodness. It just seems like a drought with Star Wars. Goodness gracious. Um, all right. We have a wrap uh, filming for the newest Star Wars movie that is coming out in December of this year. J.J. Abrams is back. Obviously, the entire cast is back. Um, with filming ending now, I'm going to say there's no way we end we end March without a teaser. Uh, maybe not a full-on trailer. Maybe they want to say that for, for Star Wars. you saying May? Yeah, May. May would be the obvious one for, for I think the celebration is around that time. Right. And then, obviously, May, 4th. May the 4th be May with you. May the 4th you, be right. with you, yeah. Um, I'm, I'll say this. We will have a Mandalorian trailer soon, um, mm-hmm. and we will have a Star Wars teaser, not trailer, teaser, very soon. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be this is going to be a huge year for Star Wars. We got Clone Wars coming back, 
towards the end of mm-hmm. this year, I believe. We have episode, what is this episode? What, what episode are we up to now? I can't even remember. Nine. Nine. Nine, thank you. We're up to episode nine, and then we Fired. have The Mandalorian, which, by the way, <laughs> I'm hearing nothing but great things about. Um, so I'm expecting our first look, or Clone Wars, we got our first look, but episode nine and Mandalorian, trailers for those within the next month and a half is, is where I'm going with. Nick, I'll start with you. How excited are you with the wrapping of, of Star Wars, uh, wrapping of the filming? And, so okay, you already pretty much answered that by saying May, um, but are you stuck to that, or could you see it uh, us getting a teaser sooner than that? No, I mean, I think it'll be May. I, I mean, I, it's like the, the way that Disney treats Star Wars, like they're very um, close-fisted with it. Like they don't want to give um, too much too soon. Um, I think May would be the appropriate time given um, the way that they treat their movies. Um, I, I think I really do think that makes a whole lot of sense. Um I think we'll get like a, a, a we might get a uh, before we get a trailer we might get a revelation of a title um, before then um, but I would even expect we'll get the, the 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 title and trailer the title revelation and trailer all in one um, with uh, something you know that happens in May um, but as far as them finishing shooting um, I'm really excited about it <clears throat> I. I do wonder though, like the the like the the like excitement just for Star Wars in general took a deep dive after the Last Jedi. Like people, yeah. like, there's just so many people who just Badly. did not like that movie, um, and, and and which you know I don't get, <laughs> but um, but they I mean they don't um, you know so uh, it is what it is, and you know I. I I I think that I would maybe try to um re- like reassess my um close-fisted marketing uh tactics um just like expecting that everybody's going to come see it. You know what I mean? Like I would yeah. I would maybe think that hey, we need to like be a little more um uh, uh, frugal and, 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 and uh, not frugal is not the right word, but uh, like gung ho uh, on this marketing campaign uh, to try to get people um, sort of reinterested in Star Wars, um, and uh, I, I I think that may lend itself to a possibility uh, that we do get a trailer sooner than later, Jawan. Um, and you know, I, I still would, would think that it's going to be May. Um, it's going to be May. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> JC, shout out. Uh, but, uh, but no, like I, I do think, uh, I, 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 I think they need to be very, um, uh, they need to be in recognition that they spurned a lot of their audience. Uh, via episode eight, and they need to do their best to like reach back and get that audience back and get them excited for episode nine. Um, so maybe like their marketing campaign um, is is longer um, 
and 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 kind of more directed at those fans that just hated episode eight. Uh, and uh, you know, I think that could go a long way as to um, you know getting the hype back up for this movie. Yeah, and I'll say this to your point really quickly. Uh, it didn't help that when the the quote unquote rumor of Ryan Johnson being out from directing his his new trilogy, like people were really excited. Like, I mean, again, I, I'm only going off of what I see on, on social media. I'm not speaking for the whole world. But there were a lot of people that were really excited. And then when he came out and was like, no, 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 I'm still working on it. People were like, oh, no, that's horrible. Like, why? <laughs> so you don't want any negative stigma on the Star Wars world um, leading into some really big projects that are coming. Uh, I, I think what the biggest positive thing is, so this movie, Episode Nine, is that Abrams is back. And a lot of people enjoyed right. Abrams' uh, first, first Star Wars movie, so it's like, oh, thank God it's not Ryan Johnson again. Um, but right. a lot of people really do not like Ryan Johnson attached to anything yeah. Star Wars. So it's like you want to make sure yeah. Episode Nine is everything it could possibly be. So if the next set of Star Wars movies are Ryan's before it's the, the guys from Game of Thrones, people aren't already starting to light their torches on fire. So you want to try to right. keep things at bay as much as possible before it gets completely out of control. Yeah, especially, uh, especially considering how Solo did. Like, Solo did not fare well at the box office, right. which kind of sucks because I really loved it. Like, I, I've watched I it three times. Yeah, um, I agree with it, it, it came out, and, and, and I fucking love that movie. Like, it's it's so good to me. Um but uh, but nevertheless, like it didn't do well at the box office, and um, I I I think that you know is it needs to be of concern for Disney and their and their Star Wars projects. I agree, um, Joel. I'll go to you next. <laughs> I'm going to start with a joke before I ask you about uh, you know your excitement for Star Wars wrapping and when you think we'll we'll get our first look. Uh, what would you say is worse? the hate for Ryan Johnson or the support of the Snyder cult? Oh, my fucking Lord. They're both terrible about the shit. Fucking. That is ridiculous. That is an honestly. impossible fucking question. Uh, they're both equally evil. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous. It's like they're both so unabashedly blind to the to the reality around them. Like, there's only one yeah. direction. They're just, like, they literally run with blinders on. It's just... Uh, it's, it's all... <laughs> and it's all based on hate. It, it, it's all hate. It's all hate-driven, and it's not right. I've it's, got a... It's crazy. I've got a, follow, I've got a follow-up question to that. Um, what do all you right. think about Kanan subscribing to both of those communities? <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, well, Kanan is Kanan is Kanan. It's really, <laughs> he, he, it's a free country. He's free to believe in his cult and follow them blindly. That's fine. It is what it is. Um, but I am not one of those people. Uh, I, I did like the Last Jedi a lot. Uh, I'm a big, big, I'm a big Star Wars guy. I like Star Wars a lot. Um, um, I'm excited for episode nine. Them rapping means nothing to me. I don't care when movies rap. I'm, I'm scared when they come out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, um, 
I I don't know when we'll get a trailer. Probably around uh, celebration. That makes the most sense. And you know what? Because these fans have been such assholes, I'd make them wait for celebration. I wouldn't give them shit. Maybe the title. Maybe I'll give them the title. That's it. I make them wait all the way to celebration to see something because it's just you had to because it was so negative between uh, Last Jedi and and Solo. It's just such it was such vitriol online over both movies where you're like they needed the time and the space uh, and it's working because look you just said it earlier like you're like wow it feels like it's been forever since we got a Star Wars movie and it does it kind of feels weird but it's been so long. It feels like, like I said it yesterday, I was talking about it. I'm like, wow, why does it feel like it's been forever since we've seen anything Star Wars? Because it kind of has. It's, it's been a little bit, you know, it's like, especially movie-wise. It's just been a while. And so it, it's good to have that to wait for you. Because I think the best part about Star Wars for the longest time is to wait for it. And when you finally get it, the feeling you get when you get it. It's not, to me, that's where it differs in comic book movies. Because I just kind of want it, want it, want it. Star Wars, I don't mind waiting. I'm not very impatient when it comes to Star Wars. I don't mind waiting to see the next thing. Um and I am excited for the Mandalorian and stuff like that. And we'll probably get that this year, too. So I'm really excited for that. But when it comes to Episode 9, I'm really excited to see what J.J. has in mind. I can't wait to see the trailer when it drops out celebration. And I can't wait to see what the title is, just like everybody else. So it's an exciting time. Um, and, you know, if you do have hate for Last Jedi, hey, you know, look, he's not a part of the sequel. <laughs> he's not there. Anymore. You have J.J. back. This is, you know, judge it on its own merit. Don't don't base it on Last Jedi. Like, Last Jedi was Last Jedi. This movie will be its own thing. So... I hope, uh, and if this is the last culmination, if this is the final installment of the uh, Skywalker tale, I hope it you know it goes out with a bang. Yeah, and I will say all those people <clears throat> that I saw complaining about Ryan Johnson in Episode Eight, I didn't really see any of that for when Abrams, uh, you know, signed on to come back. So I mean, I guess that's really good. Like it keeps the hate at a minimum. Um, but I will say this. Disney, prep yourself, man, when Ryan Johnson's trilogy, uh, like, actually comes into fruition, that hate for him is going to be so strong. It's going to be strong. Um, I don't so, think so it is. Blind hatred. I, like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think there's some, I think there's some validation to the reporting that we got, um, and I would not blame Ryan Johnson for walking away. I wouldn't blame yeah. Disney for saying, hey, we don't necessarily think it's the best idea for you to do your own Star Wars trilogy right now. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think – like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I've been on record many times, including like three minutes ago, saying that I, I really do love The Last Jedi. I think it's a terrific movie. Um, but like there are so many fans who hate it. I don't think it, it just as a, a – a, a uh, business decision. I don't think it's a great idea to give him his own trilogy and let him do wh- whatever it is he wants to do. I don't think it's business a good idea. Wise, I agree yeah, with you. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. Um, so well, uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. Look, if we learned anything from Justice League, is the fans can be fucking spiteful. So just learn your lesson. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'll say this. I'll say this, Nick. To your point, what I would do because it's just obviously makes the most sense money-wise, popularity-wise. I would just have the guys who are doing – the guys from Game of Thrones have them start their trilogy first. uh, Right. Kind of let that space everything out and then bring Ryan back. Um, But to do it right now, that hate is still very strong. Exactly. Uh, Let episode nine come out. Yeah. Let the the Game of Thrones, let D&D do their thing. 
Um, yeah, and, like, and, and, and yeah. And like, let's get a little air, let's get a little, little breather room and Separation, then revisit yeah. like, yeah. Then revisit like his, his story and what he wants to do. And like, I don't think we've gotten any confirmation on what D and D, uh, are going to do, uh, from game of Thrones. But like, I have for the longest time speculated that they're going to do Knights of the old Republic. And like, that would Totally, that'd be great, um, dude. That would just that would just get the fans so excited for them to tackle that project. Um, if they were to do a trilogy of Knights of the Old Republic, like, dude, like the fans would be so over the moon about it. Like, and then if you announce that, hey, we're we're still gonna have Ryan Johnson do his trilogy, which is gonna be something else. Like, people would be like, yeah, well, okay, maybe I'll go see it, but they wouldn't be like, fuck him. You know, like they yeah, wouldn't be the no. same uh, level it, of hate. No, it, sure. it would space out, and they, and they would have gotten over it by then uh, because it doesn't yeah, have anything sure. to do with their precious Skywalker uh, right. saga that they were looking yeah, for yeah, to, yeah. to connect. Like it would be its exactly. own thing, so they wouldn't care. Um, but yeah, if there's one one person like character-wise in the fantasy world that I loved more than Batman or almost as much as Batman. It'd be Malgus. So if these guys were to do Dark Souls Republic, yeah. I'd freaking lose my mind. I love Malgus really? so much. I fucking love Malgus. You're the weirdest so human being I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I love Malgus. I don't know if you want from me, Joel. I love like his Malgus. favorite fucking character, dude. I, I, I can't explain it either, but I knew it was coming. <laughs> Nick, you're with me. You feel me. You feel me. Um, no, yeah, he's I a fucking amazing character. He definitely he needs to be explored. Character. Absolutely. Joel, if you don't get it, I'll show you the, the trailer to the I game. I don't want to get it. Again. I really don't. <laughs> don't worry. He's seen I'll, the trailer, Jawan. Like, come on. We'll, we'll talk about it, Joel. But, Tia, I want to go to you. Um, what are your thoughts on Star Wars wrapping up filming? And when do you see uh, a trailer being dropped? Um, I mean, I don't really know. I just saw recently, you know, obviously, like all of us, that it wrapped. I actually didn't see The Last Jedi because I think we spoke, like, not, you know, too, too long ago, but that I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I mean, I've seen most of the movies. I just haven't seen, like, the last one or Rogue One or anything like that. Uh, I I do want to comment on the Star Wars hate uh, that seems to be happening, that people were, even in our comment section on Twitter when we posted that, Ryan Johnson wouldn't be directing. People were so happy posting gifts of dancing and all this. I mean, people really, really, really disliked this guy. And there was a lot of hate for the last movie, for The Last Jedi, to the point where, um, and now her name kind of uh, is, you know, not on the top of my head, but she's the Asian-American actress, you know, the hate for her oh, yeah, yeah. to the point where she had to disable her social yeah, the media Rose account. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran, I think her name was. I forget. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Right. We played Rose. Yeah. Right. So right. I would like to say for Star Wars fans out there that it's okay to dislike a movie, but holy shit, guys, like, let's reel it back a little here. Um, you know, trust, I guess, the next movie. I think that hopefully Disney is seeing what 
the comments were about The Last Jedi, Jedi and Solo and taking that into account. And I guess that's right. really all I have to say with it is that that's just what mm-hmm. I hope happens, that maybe people can just be happy moviegoers again. Well, Tia, in a world where instead of people just telling their friends, they now have access to post it for the world to see uh, their their negative thoughts and their their hatred for things. So we'll never just get people that will walk into a movie unbiased, happy-go-lucky. No, we, we get people that put so much hate into everything. I mean, I'm going to be honest right. with you. I did not like Rose's character whatsoever, but the level of hate that she got is just like, all right, guys, like, relax. <laughs> like, it wasn't, she wasn't it, even that huge of a character in the movie. So it's like the hate that you're giving her is just like, relax. It's just it's it's insane, it's insane. So I mean, the level yeah. of cyberbullying that we that we've come to will never die out. That that's why social media yeah. is is dangerous. Because uh, yeah, like I, that on our family. Yeah, I and and I'll say this: I didn't even like dislike her character. I I disliked the kind of final arc of her character, like the whole scene with her knocking Finn's ship out of the way, and then her whole line about we defeat them with love and then having that awkward kiss with Ben, like that, that whole juxtaposition was awkward and weird. And I get why people didn't like that. Um, but everything else about her character throughout the, the, the totality of the movie, like was fine to me. Like I didn't, I, it didn't bother me. Like um, I thought that the introduction of her character was fine. Um, I thought like her mission with Ben, granted was, maybe not like it's probably the worst part of the movie but like right. I, I didn't have a problem with it um it, it, it's just that that kind of defining last moment that you see her character um i thought was weird i just didn't think really made a whole lot of sense um and i think that's like that's you know the, a lot of people say like uh, as far as movies are concerned, if you if you uh, you know wow them at the end, you have a good movie. Um, and, and it, but if you do the opposite, you like you have a um, a not so good movie. And like as far as you like you you put that on a character, and like Rose like totally like did the opposite of wow everybody in the end of like uh, what her character did. But like I, again. That has to do with the writing of the movie, the directing of the movie. It doesn't have to do with anything about her as an actor or her performance. Um, so, right. I, like, I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this because I, I want to make this super clear because this is how we've always approached things. You are more than welcome to dislike anything. It is only bothersome when your dislike turns into pure, unnecessary hate. That is when it becomes a problem. You could not like something right. any day of the week. Like, oh, I didn't like episode eight. I thought there were plot holes. I thought, you know, it didn't build up right. when Abrams was starting. Cool. Say all that. But when you start to venture into hate, it's just like, yeah. dude, you do realize, like, this is a, a fantasy movie that, like, you paid money to go see that you're pouring all it's, this hate into. Like, And no I would lack. draw a parallel here. <laughs> um it's like you, Juan, have always been outspoken against Kyle Lowry, but you have always been <laughs> very 
Um, and, <laughs> Joel. Um, but you've always been, like, very clear. Like, look, I don't hate the guy. I just think that he doesn't show up when he needs to show up. You know, like, I, I, I like, and, and, and that is the key. Like, you have to be able to be like, look, I, I, I don't hate any particular actor or, or, um, or, or player or whatever. Like, I, this is my problem with them. Um, and, you know, I just, like, I'm going to leave it at that. Like, that, that is why I don't like them as an actor or a player. But the moment that you reach over and, and, and you're like, spouting hate like yeah you you've gone over the line yeah and i think as a geek world we need to start realizing um because we see it us personally we see it every day like this isn't like oh we see it every no 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 every day almost every second i have to ignore twitter (laughs) from the level uh see i'm not sure if you were uh around writing for us when i did uh an interview with mark guggenheim and all I asked him was, is there any possibility we see Oliver with Dinah, like in the, you know, in the comics? And I didn't know Elicity, which is Oliver and Felicity being shipped together. I didn't know that fan base was just as terrifying as the, 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 oh, the beehives, like Beyonce. Like those people went bad. bananas. Like that was the one time I've ever seen something that I did, at least, Joel, and I don't even think I'm exaggerating. It seemed like at least 200 of pure negativity comments from people that I didn't even know were following us. Like, it was it was <laughs> unnecessary hate. And it was being spewed to me. People were saying, you know, what kind of interviewer interviewer are you to ask a stupid question like that? Like, that was a dumb question. I'm just like, guys, this is comic book, like, fantasy, and you're fueling hate into something that is just, it doesn't really matter that much in the scheme of things. It's like the things that do matter. Like, I don't see anyone getting this upset about global warming, but they'll get upset when, when Henry Cavill doesn't sign back on for Superman. Like, it makes no yep. sense to me, and you're wasting this hate. <laughs> like, again, this Don't like you anything. fuck with my fantasy. You can fuck with my reality. Yeah, exactly. Don't fuck with my fantasy. <laughs> exactly. Like, as the person drinking a soda <laughs> and throwing it out on the street, he's like, yeah, I hate Ryan Johnson, but let me destroy the earth, you know, but I hate Ryan. It's like, dude, really, come on, bring things into the proper context, <laughs> well, man. Mean, like, come on. It's ridiculous. Come on, Juan. Like, global warming is fake news. It's, it's blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, doesn't really exist. Absolutely. It obviously is fake. Uh, we're getting temperatures at the weirdest time. Uh, yes. But I wanted yeah. to show off. Like 80 degrees <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Like, it's it snowed. I, I don't remember right the last now. time it snowed during Christmas. Like I don't even remember the last time I saw that. Like so, it, it exists. <laughs> but <true>. hey, <laughs> but Juwan, hey, hey, we had a blizzard uh, recently. So like, come on now, like yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes yeah. up for the fact that One we had snow in December. Yeah, but I wanted to end the show off on this, guys. Uh, yes. Two two really quick things. One, always, Geek Vibes Nation is very much of peace. You know, equality, everything like that, we are just so against the idea of hate. Like, you guys are fueled from it. We despise the idea of hate. Like, just relax and realize it's fantasy. Like, none of it affects you personally. Um, But also the other thing I want to end on is I got some news for you guys. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but apparently the the Loki series lands a showrunner from Rick and Morty, Michael Waldron. Uh, And apparently the show is rumored 
to be about Loki shape-shifting throughout human history, influencing historical events. I do uh, not know how so true cool. this is. I yes. do not know how true this is, but it is the rumor that I was hearing. Forgot and if it is for. true, it is awesome. It so we will, in, it's pretty we, will investigate, we will investigate this and have more news for you guys next week where we can dive into it a lot more. But, uh, yeah. yes, that sounds awesome. And it sounds a lot better than what they were going with originally. <laughs> so yeah, I'm in for this. It was rumored. Um, it was but, rumored. Yes, rumored. None of it is uh, 100% confirmed. But Tia, Nick, Joelle, thank you guys so much for joining me. Shouts out to Dane and Kanan who could not make it on the show this week. Um, but, guys, we had an amazing show. Everyone listening, make sure you check out Top Ten. Always, we will see you the same time, same place next week. Peace. Bye. Have a good one. Yeah. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.